This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Bada big, bada boom. Welcome to episode 104 of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode, we have our unfulfilled potential top billing draft. So use the bathroom now, grab that popcorn, and enjoy episode 104 of the Drive-In Podcast. Howdy, duty. Welcome to episode 104 of the Drive-In Podcast. This is Dr. Rowe on the horn, bringing you our second episode of the week, our second drop. We have a very exciting draft, very creative draft for y'all, one that probably needs some further explanation. But before we get into everything, I got to check in on our co-host, Ricky Flex. Ricky Flex, how are you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling good. Um, today... Uh, as you listened to this yesterday, Top Gun Maverick premiered at Con, and I could officially say we're back in the timing standing ovation season, Doctor O. Huge oh, I didn't season. see this. We are back. We are back. We are back. We and are this back. is where we are bringing Doug back. And if you're a new listener, basically every time there's a a movie that goes at, at a festival. Obviously, there's a big it's a big screening, huge audience. And after the movie, it's like, did it get a standing ovation? And then usually, like there, if it's a good movie, like just generally good, it gets a standing ovation. But do they get a standing ovation for how long? How long does the audience stay up and clap for? So, like when you heard Joker was at uh the Venice Film Festival. For That's the, first the one time. I think of immediately. That's the one. Ten minutes. Ten I, minutes. Dude, I thought it was like 17. Was, I it, was 17? it 17? It was something insane. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got a double digits, I want to say. There are a bunch of films like that we've seen over the years that get double digit standing ovation. So like Khan, first festival this year, really. Like first real one. And Top Gun Maverick, there's conflicting reports. I already called it out on Twitter. Between five and six minutes, though, seems to be the consensus. Five and six minute standing ovation for Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick. So that's pretty good. That's um, unbelievable for an action movie to get a standing ovation in the first place. But five to six I minutes. That's debuting at Com. That's insane. Top Gun and in that exact, even at Com. at Com. Tom Cruise got this like award that makes no sense. It's basically like, oh, you never got an Oscar and like you're it's, never here it's, anymore. It's, there, so. it's a lifetime achievement for Com. Yeah, it's like, oh, you haven't been here in 20 years. Grab this. Like, whatever. But point is, timing, standing ovations, we're back. That means this summer's coming, festival season. We're ready to roll, getting into this through the summer, and then awards season later this year. Cannot wait. Top Gun Maverick coming up right at you. So judging by a five- to six-minute standing ovation, that is awesome that Top Gun Maverick got that type of like ovation but what it tells me we had a conversation last episode on the 
Oscar potential for Top Gun Maverick. We've seen the rave reviews. We see the 96% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And it seems to be stabilizing around that mid-90s level. We debated like Tom Cruise being awarded for his efforts throughout his decades and decades of work in Hollywood. I think this confirms already that he won't be nominated for an Oscar. Five to six minutes isn't going to cut it. I don't think so. This feels like, oh, this is great on Twitter, but it feels like this is the peak for the movie. This is the peak. Yeah. Like it's, but the fact that it's getting this like uh, artsy fartsy type of tour before we watch these jets start colliding into each other on the big screen. That's pretty epic. A movie that we plan on seeing in IMAX, like debuting at con. That's unbelievable. I love that. And allegedly I saw pictures of this. There were planes that flew over the theater right when they started the opening. I mean, credits. how could they not? How could that was Tom Cruise flying one? No, he was in the theater. No, he was he flew. He must have flown over. There must have been there's gotta be an airport right there. They got a bunch of people flying in. They probably wanted Tom Cruise fly in. All right. Then he's going to Uber. Actually, no, here's what happens. He flies over <laughs> in the jet. And then he the jet lands. He jumps in a helicopter and then lands it right in front of the theater that is at Com. That's debuting this. Then he gets in uh he gets in a NASCAR car, right? Drives. That's when he up. leaves. That's when That's, he leaves. Oh, it's when he leaves. Okay, good he, to yeah. know. So good he's got to know. take a different vehicle. Days of Thunder. A different vehicle of transport, no matter where he's going, right? He's got to make his presence. Jumps on a motorcycle. Mo- I was going to say motorcycle. Like from the could. door to the NAS- to the Days of Thunder NASCAR. Or, car. okay, let's, okay, let's think about this. Like, where it's logical. It's. Tom Cruise logical we're talking about. Ethan Hunt logical. Him flies he flies the jet. All right. Lands the jet. See, I'm I'm already right? I think I think then, you already already I think you already went no, way too far. He no, jumps no, on no, the no. jet when it's going. No, no, no. no he gets no. inside. Now listen to what I'm saying. He flies on the jet, lands the jet, jumps in the helicopter, flies in the helicopter. He tells the guy next to him, Hey, take the wheel, jumps out of the helicopter onto a motorcycle. Rips out, rips an absolute wheelie in front of the theater, parks it, walks in, gets his five to six minute standing ovation, comes out, days of thunder, rips it. Okay, on out of there. Okay, I only thing we miss is like when the plane's taken off, he's not in the plane yet, he's jumping onto the plane to get inside the plane, Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt uh, style. Dives into the like, gets out of the race car, dives into the water, holds his breath for about two minutes underwater. All right. And then he swims about three miles to get to uh, a nearby, I don't know, other side of the lake, maybe. I don't know. Well, we're I'm, at Con. It's on the beach. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking like maybe an island that he goes to. Probably an island that, that he owned. He bought, there. he bought just for this occasion. Uh, all right. Enough. So, Ricky Flex, we got an interesting draft today. Uh, a fascinating draft, one where we are going to be drafting actors that have not lived up to the potential we thought they would upon their initial appearances in movies, okay? So the unfulfilled potential draft. Uh, do you have any questions before we start diving into this uh, very interesting creative topic? Unfulfilled potential didn't live up to the potential, these actors and actresses. We it's people that we thought they were going to be bigger than who they were. They didn't have to necessarily be an Oscar winner, right? They just we thought they were going to be bigger at their peak or wherever we thought they would be. 
Yes, exactly. Like they are not at the level we thought they would be at currently in the, with their career or even like a couple of years ago and they might be retired by now, okay, just because they've been basically either blackballed or shut out of the industry. They're not exactly relevant anymore. That could be an option too. So hmm. uh, with that being said, I think it's time that we flip a coin. You have a coin on you, Ricky Flex. Yes. Do you want to call it this time? No. You know what I'm calling? Tails never fails. Ricky Flicks flip the coin to see who decides where they draft. It's Tails. Okay. You know what, Ricky? I'm going to take the pressure off you. I'm going to choose first. All right. You go ahead then. Okay. I This is tough. I have two people that I want to pick, but I feel like I, I haven't picked first in forever in one of these drafts. And when I have picked first, it's been obvious. I kind of want to push myself a little bit here. So with the first pick for the unfulfilled potential draft, I'm going to go with an actress. I'm going to go with one that populated uh, the movie screens during our childhood. One that has been been in turmoil for the past, I, would, I want to say, 15 years. I'm going to go with Lindsay Lohan as the first overall pick for the unfulfilled potential draft. When you think about her career as a child actor, then you think of Parent Trap, okay? Playing two roles, complex role, complex uh, task for a young actress, and then leading into Mean Girls, arguably like the one, uh, arguably the funniest teen comedy there's ever been, right? And then also like during that era, you got Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which is obviously it's an absolute banger, for anyone that's my age, right? Any girl that grew up like during that time, Lindsay Lohan also becoming like a pop singer at this time. I feel like Lindsay Lohan at one point was at the top of the world, right? She was on the precipice. She had the the world in her palm. She could have, she had the she had the power of the sun in the palm of her hand. And then she absolutely wasted all the potential that was there. She is incredible in Mean Girls. And that's the main reason I'm taking this pick and also, the fall that comes afterwards. So, Lindsay Lohan is the unfulfilled potential number one overall pick. Ricky Flex, thoughts? That's a great pick. Um, definitely was looking at her on this wrap. Um, yeah, I, hmm. I think it's a great, great pick. Obviously, we just she's actually getting back to relevancy. She's in that Planet Fitness commercial in the Super Bowl. Um, no, I think it's a great pick. Like, I think that when you look at her childhood acting and then also even her teenage acting, it's like you thought she was going to keep going here and it's never going to stop, similar to like all these well-known actors. And then, of course, she kind of stopped herself. So um, great pick. Worthy of a number one. If the Marvel Cinematic Universe had existed, let's say Lindsay Lohan pushes her career to like, um, like Teen Mean Girls happens in 08, she, we're looking at her as like potentially like Captain Marvel eventually. We're looking at her as like Black Widow, potentially, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But like for the precipice of her fall, it was never going to happen. Her popularity with the teenage demographic de demographic was off the charts. And people like people don't forget, but the fact that like you had Parent Trap and Mean Girls on your resume, and those are the highlights and nothing great came afterwards, that says a lot, right? And just to see that epic fall, it's like on the level of like one Britney Spears. Like it's pretty much that same type. It's we're, we're very waiting for good. that type of comeback to to happen, and like her and Britney are just automatically connect. You know. Yeah, they're automatically connected. I would say Britney's definitely like got to that like peak. Lindsay Lohan never got to the peak, I guess, but like she's so close. Yeah, so it's a good pick. All right, on to your first round pick, Ricky Flex. You are now on the clock. 
I'm going to play it safe here. All right. Um, I still don't know how you have. I'm going to go with a child actor. I don't know how. I think I think I have to pick him since you didn't pick him number one. I don't know how you go from like being an Oscar nominated when you're like 11, 10, and you are now like a side character in The Boys voicing a character in the invincible it's basically making fun of yourself i'm going Haley joel osmond i this was like the this was the one pick in my opinion but i kind of wanted to 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 zag you know yeah yeah i of course like the sixth sense that's what we think of right but like also like i think two years later it's artificial intelligence with steven spielberg which is like considered a good film it's not one of spielberg's best but like still a good film but it's just like, where has his career gone? He was in the Entourage movie, right? And that was like kind of his like coming back. He was in the Zach, uh, Zach Efron, Ted Bundy uh, movie. Wow, I didn't even know that. As a side character there. Like, it's just, the wheels have fallen off and they f- fell off very quickly. And it's not the same as these other childhood actors, similar to Lindsay Lohan. It's not to that extreme that as in uh, like the reasons why he's falling off. It's just, it kind of fell and it's sad because if you look at his like first two big hits, Spielberg, Sixth Sense uh, and AI, it's just like, holy crap. But clearly like the wheels fall off. So I'm going to pick him. I think that was the, for me, that was the one, one, but like, mm-hmm. I understand the zag there by you. So I want to say you, you brought up Sixth Sense, but let's go even like five years earlier and let's talk about Forrest Gump. Like Forrest was- Gump. Like his IMDb, if you looked at like 1994 all the way to 2001, you would think this actor was potentially contending for Oscars. But the issue is like he's peaking as a fourth grader, which is unfathomable to think about. Like just the fact that he hit the pinnacle of his career when he was probably nine years old. That's not like that's like people say they peaked in high school. This is this guy peaking when he's nine years old. And the thing is, he was also such an adorable kid. And I, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a, I don't want to rip on him because like these people were at a, a, a high point in Hollywood, but like, he seemed like he wasn't in great shape by like when he got to his like twenties, right. He does. He seems like he, uh, he's got a very round face, doesn't have the movie star looks and the, mm. the, the cute appeal he had as a kid. And what I think a trend that's going to be with this draft is most of these picks, they were very popular at a, at 16 years old or even younger, like they had um, a lot of pressure on them to deliver as older actors, but like a big part of acting, you look a certain way on screen, you sound a certain way. And when your appearances start to change, audience start to see you in a different manner and then they're turned off by it. So like Haley Joel Osment's one of those guys as a young person, everyone wanted to see more of, right? Forrest Gump, oh my God, who's this adorable kid? Six Sense, oh my God, that was his kid for an Oscar. Like AI, like he's working with Spielberg, like exciting. But then when it goes like later on in his career, right, people just don't have like the um, affinity for Haley Joel Osment. But, like, don't forget the Entourage movie. Did you bring that one up? Entourage? Yeah, yeah, the Entourage movie. But like I enjoy like that he's still getting work because that's a lot more than a lot of like other successful it's, child actors. It's he's like getting work now. Like he's like kind he's not like back as in like how we call like Brendan Fraser, Nick Cage back, right? But he's like back as in he's actually being seen in more well-known stuff and he's not only like 
and, and more stuff that we actually see, but he's also like voicing stuff in uh, we call it, I just said it invincible or an American dad, right? Like he's and like kind of making fun of himself being a childhood actor and like things like that. So like he's now he's getting back in the limelight, but like not where we thought he would be. I think that's why he's, he is the prototypical didn't live up to the potential here where he's making fun of himself for not living up to the potential. Do you think he's like all set financially or do you like, cause like he like making that money, like Forrest Gump in the nineties, obviously high grossing movie, six cents, high grossing movie. But after that, like he's kind of, he's, he's at this point, he must be running dry a little bit. And that's why he's doing a lot of these side gigs. And now we get royalties well, he, and all that stuff. It's not like he stopped working, right? He was still working throughout his life. Like acting. Right. So like mm-hmm. he was just in TV movies or like just TV series for like a like like that no one watches and very short like cameos right so it's not like he wasn't working all right I, that's a good pick I definitely had that as like my one or two so um, with that being said let's go on to your second round pick third overall okay I, you could I think this could just be a childhood actors draft so I'm gonna hold myself from picking like another childhood actor for a minute here. Save that one for me if we're thinking the same. Yes, I think you'll pick. I think there's two clear ones on the board, but I'm at three actually, but I'm not going to pick them right here because I want to similar to you, Zag. And I'm doing a personal pick. And I think you'll agree with me, but I think some people here uh, listening, they might have a feud with me. I had high hopes for this man. And and he's still young, but he is not looking... He is not looking good right now. And he's one of my, he might be like my favorite, his character in a TV series, might be my favorite uh, TV series character of all time. And it's Taylor Kish. Taylor yes. Kish as Tim Riggins from the mid 2000s uh, on and that de- the rest of the decade. Like he is the mid 2000s, like what we think of. Friday Night Lights, Tim Riggins. Like what a freaking show and it's because of him and after like when you're watching him like if we were watching him now like we're very young like early 20s but like imagine if friday night lights came on now and we were watching friday night lights like they'll be like oh my god that guy has to like he's the next big thing right heartthrob everything um and he had his chance right but flopped right after friday night lights ends he gets the big movie john carter remake starring in that flop he gets another try the next year in Battleship. Rihanna's in the movie. Like, huge movie. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Blop. Right? And then, like, he gets a couple more, like, decent roles. But at the end of the day, like, just never panned out. And I think the one thing that killed him, the absolute killer, was True Detective Season 2 when he played that cop that was, like, struggling with his sexuality. Only that, when he was drunk. <laughs> it was really yeah. weird. That role murdered him. And yes, he did do that Waco miniseries that looked amazing when he was playing uh, David Koresh, like that cult leader. He was good in that show. But like, critically, it didn't, it wasn't incredibly successful. It didn't carry him to anything, right? He was in 21 Bridges, for God's sakes. Like, and he was in all these like, other TV series that just weren't successful after that. Just that didn't, that wasn't his comeback tour. And it's looking unlikely now. He's still very young. He's still, um, uh, what is he like 40? Like, I, say that's sad to say. I don't even think he's 40, he was, bro. He was born in 1981. Oh wow, so he is 40. 41. Like 
he's he could still make a comeback, but he kind of relied on his good looks, right? So it's gonna be tough for him. He's he's one of my favorite actors of all time, just because it's Tim Riggins. But it's gonna tell you it's what. gonna it's gonna be a no for I'll, me, dog. So like when I uh, this is a good pick. I didn't I wouldn't have him as a second round grade, but like I know you have an affinity for Taylor Kish. You love the show Friday Night Lights. And you thought he was going to make that transition from the small screen to the big screen, just based off the looks alone. And he still got those opportunities for blockbusters, like you mentioned with John Carter, Battleship, and Battleship. Um, if you looked at Taylor Kish when you were watching that show, Friday Night Lights, as it was airing, you thought this guy was like could have had the same career path as like a Chris Hemsworth, like you know, yes. he kind of has the same type of look, big Jack guy. Girls were absolutely swooning over him. He's got uh, like this like masculinity to him that uh, it just seems like not only girls loved him but guys loved him too like he likes to slug beers in that show he's like for the boys and like he was a fullback he killed before he was an actor he was a hockey player like he was a he was a junior hockey player so it's like he had it going on but he couldn't make that transition to the big screen i like the pick um similar not exactly not a child star but a guy who was like hitting it big early in his 20s that just couldn't sustain and i agree like true detective was like that was when, like, okay, maybe, like, this is last shot, right? Then I was like, it's, it's like a stake through the heart, you know, at that point. Um, yeah, agree. But I did like Mueco. I think that was had some potential where I was like, maybe, maybe he's not done. Maybe he's not done. Good pick, though. All right. Any other thoughts there, Taylor Kish? Sad. I, I'm holding out 1% hope for him still. Oh, my God, dude. You didn't bring up the fact. Dude, he, he got a superhero chance. Oh, Gambit. He's Gambit. <laughs> yeah, but that was like, but that was still during Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Oh, was that during Friday Night? Yes. Lights? Was it like 09, X Men Origins? That was like 09. Friday Night Lights yeah. didn't, didn't end until 2011. I'm going to move on with the second that's round. That's how big he was, though. It's gonna crazy. Move... That's how good he was in Friday Night Lights. I'm going to move on to the second round. And I'm not going to pick my child actor yet. I'm going to go also a personal pick. Um, this is an actor. I want to say he's late 30s now. Um, he had a hot start to his career, was in like a teenage comedy, and then moved on to an independent film that is adored by many. It's looked at as kind of a cult type of movie, independent film that uh, has an amazing soundtrack and has like a deep meaning to it. And it's even taught in like English classes all over the country. I'm going with my second round pick. I'm going Emile Hirsch as oh. the unfulfilled potential. I feel like the, I, I know like this one I probably could have got a little bit later on, but I thought Emil Hirsch like could have been like the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Like he had it going on, and it, I, I don't, it wasn't because of lack of talent that he didn't end up getting there. He got arrested for assault. I, I don't I don't think he served jail time, but I think he also like it hurt his career exponentially. Didn't get any roles. He started off the girl next door alongside the likes of Paul Dano, Alicia Cuthbert, and then we have. Um, he goes into the independent movie realm, okay, with Into the Wild, uh, Eddie Vedder soundtrack, and you got like indie, like you could tell it's an indie movie because like this is where uh, Vince Vaughn is starting to like show up in like these more serious roles, diverting from like the comedic mainstream actor he was. Alongside this was like also the the not a breakthrough movie, but like a young Kristen Stewart in. Into the Wild, okay? So after Into the Wild, Chris McCandless became such a, um, like for teenagers, they read all about him. Everyone watched the movie in English class. You felt like this guy had it. Like this guy had it going on. Like he had this heart, 
Like he went from this like likable teen comedy to this impactful performance in an independent film. The next step logically was him going to be like, I guess, in one of these prestigious type films. Okay, a little bit more mainstream, having Oscar potential. But I thought Emil Hirsch, like he even looks a little bit like Leo. So like to see him now, I love that he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a supporting role. Tarantino, what's he known for? Giving opportunities to actors who may have been like pushed aside or uh, it's good for audiences to like have that throwback effect. Like, oh my God, it's Emil Hirsch, all right? And he still has like those boyish looks to him. I'm gonna go Emil Hirsch, end of the second round. Thoughts? Uh, this is a great pick. I, on my board. Oh, the 14th fist of McClusker. McCluskey, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like Tarantino brings back these people, right? Like he, we've talked about it on the pod all the time. When you see Emil Hirsch is in this movie, you're thinking, is this the comeback, right? Because like the strangling, like when he like strangled that, like that executive, whatever at Sundance back in like 2014, 15. What was that? It was like mid to the mid 2010s, I want to say. But um, couldn't get a job anywhere maybe got a couple smaller gigs i don't have his imdb up but like could have gotten a couple small ones i don't know but then you see him at once upon a time it's like this is the comeback here boys like this is what we wanted to see but clearly like still hasn't gotten that i haven't heard anything of, of his name yet um i'd actually i actually thought he was good in that very very small role <laughs> once upon a time what? but um it's just does he look like leo though too like does he kind he of has that, 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 I, the, the like, I think when you look at into the wild that's like a movie where it's like, holy crap, you literally carried a movie on your own and you did very well. Like, that's really hard to do, especially like a nature movie like that. It's like a castaway similar to uh, type of yes, thing. Yes, you're right. And it's like, holy crap, how old is this guy? Like, I don't, how old is he? Like, I don't even know. Um, I'm looking up right now. Keep going. But like, I want to say he's kind of like a Taylor Kitsch, like getting like around 40. Like, went to the wild. 37, 37, 1985, was born. Like into the wild, speed racer, speed racer, but like, yeah, into the wild, the girl next door, speed racer, dog town. Like, those movies are like mid 2000s again, similar to Friday Night Lights. So, it's just like a kind of a similar story here, except that he proved he proved it. Unlike Taylor Kitsch, he proved that he can carry a movie, he proved that, and not just a movie, a good movie that was based off a great book with a true story, like theme, like everything that you want to see in like an Oscar, like an Oscar type movie. He did it. But then what happened? Like he f he messed up, and he hasn't gotten back to that spot, and not to that Leo status that you were projecting him as. Right. Also, great like great, good supporting role in Lone Survivor as well. Lone Survivor. Same with Terry Kitch. Oh, well. my oh my god, Terry Kitch is also in that movie. <laughs> All right. Just, Next to Marky just, Mark and yeah. Ben Foster. Wow. 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 Let's move on to the beginning of the third round. I kind of want to take a child actor because you have one on your board. I want to go one child actor that I think has the best child performance in a movie of all time. And uh, it's Henry Thomas, E.T. This is someone who kind of disappeared after E.T. He didn't get an Oscar nomination for E.T., but I honestly think he could (laughs) have. You know, he was that good at that point. But the thing is, like, when you have these young nominees for Oscars, it's never in the lead role. It's always in a supporting role. And if he was going to get nominated, I mean, like, you're not going to have E.T. E.T. is not the lead of the movie as much as we want to believe it, right? Like, 
Henry Thomas's character is like the lead. But I always think about his audition tape, how emotional that makes me. I'm going to make sure when I blog this episode, I'm going to make sure to plug in that tape to give me some sympathy votes. Uh, plug in the, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll hit that YouTube link. And uh, like the tugging on the heartstrings of that movie, um, er, like a child actor has never made me feel like that in a movie before. Uh, that emotional. And, uh, and like when you watch E.T. to this day, like you have like that boyish type of feel when you watch it, that young, like you're a kid again, or like obviously a girl, like you're a young girl again. Like it's just that moments like, and also alongside the likes of like Drew Barrymore also has an amazing child performance in that movie. Okay. I don't know if that's season you pick or not, but Drew Barrymore having that type of performance, but like Henry Thomas still like laps her because she's like four years old. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to say Henry Thomas is, uh, I had to have him on my board. I'm happy with uh, him in the third round. Yeah. I I'm shocked you picked this early. I think that's a, like a, you, I wasn't, yeah, I think, you no, know, I was never going to pick that. Really? But, like, cause, because obviously because he did nothing after that movie. He didn't ever really even tested himself after this movie. Like Haley Joel Osment kept testing himself. He was achieving some sort of success. It seems like Henry Thomas, like he was like the, I mean, the great, like he had all the momentum going after this movie, but he, I think he might've had, like he, he might've saw ahead in the future, how this could kind of mess up his life. If he kept this like child acting type of, um, notoriety you know that's how it's ruined so many other people but he was before all the rest of them he's he just seemed to know or his parents were just much better than all these other parents i don't know no i i definitely understand the pick i just think you know that like i don't know i just wouldn't have thought not thought of him i know you have an affinity towards this kid because of this video and like you kind of like bring this to the forefront every every other month but uh i i definitely amazing youtube clip it's an amazing clip definitely an underrated one but um no, I think it's a good pick. Definitely could have gotten it later, but I, I think there's so many people on. Like I have a like pages of pages of people that I thought of, so it's really not really a problem that you take them or I take them because there's so many good ones left on the board here. All right. With that being said, let's get to one of those many on your board. End of the third round, flick star. What do you got? All right. Another guy, not a child actor. I want to say, but like more like the in betweener teen heartthrob and there were teams related to this guy and i'm picking team jacob i'm picking taylor lautner wow oh my god now am i picking him because i thought this guy was gonna be like an oscar winner no but when you look at the people next to him right now in that in twilight robert pattinson Kristen stewart taylor lautner it's tough and then like, you look at their recent works, right? You got Spencer, Oscar nominated. You got The Batman, The Lighthouse, Good Time, like Robert Pattinson's rolling. And then Taylor Lautner was just sidekick to Kevin James in the Sean Payton movie on Netflix. So Adam Sandler movies, dude. So like, and like, again, there were Team Jacob or Team whatever Robert Pattinson's character was in Twilight, right? Uh, I don't even remember. But that's how far off he's gone and like he started shark boy boy and lava girl two about dozen two twilight right um he was in grown-ups too like you know then he started hooking up with or not hooking up um like teaming up with adam sandler like ridiculous six you know grown-ups too like i mentioned just like 
he went down the wrong path here. He did. He was not as talented, but you thought he was going to be like a movie star. He was the next to Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart in Twilight. You thought he would be a star at least. No, he's gone down the wayside. Taylor Lautner. So I, I, I'll preface this by saying I never saw Twilight. I'll preface that. But I have seen some of the Adam Sandler films that have hit Netflix uh, that Taylor Lautner has appeared as a supporting character. And I got to say, I kind of see why he never hit the big time. Uh, he obviously, when Twilight came out, even though I never had read the books or seen the movie, like Taylor Lautner like, was just the hottest dude of all time. Like, everyone thought this guy was the best looking dude that was like literally alive, like like more so than Pat's in that how movie. Did not make it big. Like it's just like it's just like how could you not even access an opportunity for yourself? And it just has to be like he's just such a terrible actor. And I think also his voice, his voice is brutal. Um, like listen That's to that in the Sandler movies, I was just like, damn, like he actually looks, he sounds like he fits in a Sandler movie as like this immature person, and like it just doesn't sound like a voice that can be remedied and it could be mainstream and like people will love other than the fact like because you're he can't speak like with a this like dark undertone like he's a vampire you know for the rest of his career like he's got to use his actual voice at points and to me it's, it's a major like it turns the audience off that was the thing where i kind of saw it but you're right this was a huge name when we were younger huge huge huge, huge name huge. Boy lava girl it's just honestly yeah, it's still um, but yeah, that's my third and then fourth. I think you might put some blowback here, but oh, I think this counts. And it's Army Hammer. I, I'm on my list. Army my list. Hammer. Let's not forget the Social Network. Yes, you played the Winkle Bosses, right? Great performance there, but like supporting supporting character, like minor character, right? But like you're thinking, all right. Teamed up with Fincher, supporting role. Everyone loved him. It's like, all right. Then he started getting roles left and right, right? He was in J. Edgar next to Leo the next year, Clint Eastwood movie. Like, holy crap. J. Edgar biopic with Leo starring and who's next to him? Army Hammer, the Winklevoss kid or guy? Like, oh my God. Like, this guy's going to go for the moon. And he's getting roles like the Lone Ranger next to Johnny Depp. Like, holy crap. Man from Uncle next to Henry Cavill, Superman. But they, like, I actually like Man from Uncle for the record, but didn't get a sequel. Was supposed to be like a franchise, didn't happen. And then Lone Ranger and Jay Edgar, they speak for themselves as huge flops. So, yes, he kind of did better. Call me by your name. Obviously, great film there with Timothy Chalamet, but like that was Chalamet. Like, he got the Oscar nom there, not Army Hammer. And he was also in like, Sorry to Bother You. But like very very minor role there, and then now obviously you see in Rebe like Rebecca tough on Netflix, Death on the Nile tough, and these allegations happening. So he was supposed to be like holy crap, Army Hammer, future Oscar nominated actor. Now he's like now he's that that news that this week that he's getting I was like say, a doctor's. today. There was some massive news about Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna be my fourth pick here. So for those who don't know, like today, like they're announced, like any checkup right now, uh, there's going to be a documentary series uh, on Army Hammer and his family. The I think it's like the past five generations on how they've had a dysfunctional type of empire uh, that 
I think I don't know what it dates back to. I don't I'm, I don't have like the, the the facts in front of me, but uh, apparently they've been a part of some really sketchy stuff. And then uh, it, it all is now coming to fruition based on what Army Hammer did before. But I I do agree with this pick. It was definitely on my list. Um, after we saw Social Network and we heard about this guy, he's playing the two Winklevoss twins. Like he doesn't actually have a twin. I thought this guy honestly could have gotten Oscar nom for the social network. Like it was that good. And like upon seeing that, because like social network, you wasn't gonna get one over like Zuckerberg's in that movie, Garfield's in that movie. Like it just wasn't gonna happen. Like he's like the next one on that list. Uh, but I, I thought he's a tall, good looking guy, movie star, good looks, seems like very yeah. clean cut dude, like tall, handsome guy. It seemed like he was he had it all. Like he literally had it all, but you see the blockbusters didn't exactly hit right. Right. Jay Edgar did a prestige prestige film, Oscar potential doesn't hit right. So it seems like it just never lined up for him uh, perfectly. Nocturnal animals, like the most minuscule of supporting parts in that movie. It was just like, I felt like he was tagging along that movie just like to say he was a part of it. And that's kind of how it felt later on in his career. Um, Death on the Nile. Honestly, didn't think it was terrible in it, but like when you're next to uh, Gal Gadot, it's like it's hard not to look good. You know, it's just like she's so bad. So I like to pick. Great, I had it on my list. Army Hammer. All right, moving along. Fourth round. I have a decision to make. I kind of want to go another actress. I'm gonna go Kate Hudson. We'll go Kate Hudson, almost famous, uh, gets nominated for an Oscar, okay? Looking at Kate Hudson's career following being nominated for an Oscar as a teenager, let's see what she's done, okay? I think it's Rom-Com City. She is the lead in every rom-com. She has not put anything, like, I think above a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think she's going to be in Knives Out 2, which is a good yeah. sign for her. I think she's lucky to be getting that part. But I think this is where, okay, you get nominated for an Oscar similar to like a Haley Joel Osment, except like obviously Kate Hudson's a teenager, almost famous, such a likable movie. And she has a very likable role there too, for the most part, for the most part, kind of. But you would have thought she got, she would go on to like, I guess much more acclaim than she has been. It seemed like she really mailed it in after um, almost famous. I'm just going to look up our IMDb right now because I honestly don't think she's made a movie above a 30% of Rotten Well, Tomatoes. Doctor, do you do you remember talking about her latest movie or whatever movie um, uh, by Sia? Oh, that was I, I was cute. talking about that. Remember, like, it was, uh, it was depicting this young girl with uh, autism or on the spectrum, mm -hmm. autism spectrum, and, like, how, like, that, like, there's huge controversy around that, and Kate Hudson's the star of that. So and that I, movie I, is like catastrophically bad. I'm 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 just gonna pull up. Oh my gosh, I gotta share. I wish I gotta share my screen screen with you really really quick, Ricky Flex, and this will be on the recording. This is insane. All right, seven percent and run. I gotta do this. Uh, share uh, tab. Um, here we gotta show this. Okay, Ricky, you ready? You see the yeah. screen right now. All right, let's go to Almost Famous. You ready? Oh, holy crap. Let's keep going. I don't know about these movies, Dr. T and the Woman, about about Adam. Don't know. But let's watch this streak. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, 42%. One of her better ones, 11%, 36%, 25%, 38%, Going through 20%. The movies here. You, me, and Dupree. 
Fool's Gold, 11%. My Best Friend's a Girl, 14%. Bride Wars, 11%. The Killer Inside Me, 55%. Eh. Something Borrowed, another rom-com, 15%. Right? You get the picture. It's 4%, crazy 12%, how 7%. bad her, care, her career has gone. Kung Fu Panda, 86%. Right? The other one she's like known for, Deepwater Horizon and Marshall. Right? Her career, you would have thought after, after Almost Famous, that she would be one of like she's also gorgeous, like and she still remains to this day to be very good looking, right? As an actress, but I just had I expected so much more from her than just to be like this throwaway in every rom com movie that yeah. uh, has felt like it's been done a hundred times before. But like right away, she did it right away, like right after Terrible. almost famous. I didn't even give and, myself a chance. Yeah, this is a classic. Like this, when we're talking about like living up to potential, it's not like this. Per, it's not like Haley Joel Osment here, like talking about like oh like. They actually never like at post childhood acting like whatever. This is like, oh, you thought almost famous like, oh, she's gonna win an Oscar someday. No, she's still big as in it's Kate Hudson. When you say your name, that has weight to it. But it's like, oh, she's in rom coms. She's she more known for like she dated a Rod. Like I know her more for dating a Rod. It's like almost famous, Bride Wars, dated a Rod. That's all I know. <laughs> that's that's what I know about Kate Hudson, and like I, I kind of believe. Did she have a reality show at one point? Don't ask me. Oh my god! I won't be surprised like, though. Like that—that that would be a type of path I would see her on. You know, uh, it just seems like she cared more about the limelight rather than actually making quality movies. And I think the numbers that we just said speak for themselves, being associated with absolute trash movies after being nominated for an Oscar, nominated for an Oscar early on in her career. So Kate Hudson. Beginning of the uh, end of the fourth round. Okay. All right. My last pick, fifth round, before M- Ricky Flicks is Mr. Irrelevant. This is tough. This is tough, Ricky. I kind of want to go. Man, this is tough. I'm going to pick. I'm torn between two, but I'm going to take Zach Efron interesting like to me it's like kind of similar to taylor lautner zach efron okay high school musical absolute smash 17 again like still like has that type of okay young actor feel but when's he gonna make this transition okay to become a more serious actor that he's been circulating uh superhero roles all right, this has been like, okay, will he be a part of the Fantastic Four? Uh, will he join the MCU like in, in any capacity? And then there's also the regard of he hasn't really been – he tried to do Ted Bundy, and that wasn't a very successful film. It was on streaming on Netflix, but, I mean, there seems to be another Ted Bundy movie like every other year that's being in produ- being made in production. And the reason why it lined up so well for him, he's a good-looking dude. Like, so is Ted Bundy apparently. So it's like, okay, this kind of lines up, Okay. Uh, his chops, not necessarily bad, but I think we look back at High School Musical. When did that come out? 2006. What year is it now? 2022. Has he done anything that's worth of uh, worth note other than Neighbors on his filmography since then? Has he done anything worthy? Right, Neighbors. I admit he was good, right? But he's just playing a good-looking version of good. Like he's basically playing himself as a frat guy. You know, it doesn't seem like he's doing anything really in depth. You would think like. I mean, you could say the same thing about a co-star. It's kind of spoiling a pick, so I won't say it. From High School Musical, how like she hasn't done anything either. But you see a lot of Disney stars like go on to do special things. Whether you're talking about Timberlake, whether you're talking about Britney, whether you're talking about Gosling, whether you're talking about about Zendaya, 
right? A lot of people go on to, and accomplish great things following like major Disney parts. Lindsay Lohan, another example. So to me, it just Zach Efron always seemed like that guy. Like we're just we're still waiting for that moment. We're still waiting. It just never came. So I, I didn't have it on my list, even though I thought about it. And it's because unlike Taylor Lautner, he's still trying, right? Like Taylor Kitsch, like he is no longer like. Like at least Zach Efron, like yes, Firestarter apparently is god awful. It has a twelve percent rotten. I forgot tomatoes. he's in a movie that just came out. It's so yeah, bad, like but like he's still like in the process of still trying. It's never gonna happen. That we have to accept it. It's never gonna happen. He stinks. He's not as bad as Taylor Lautner, but he stinks. <laughs> he's not good, but he. You, but we, but we, you were so integral to our childhood back in like the our elementary school days, and like we're like he's such like a uh, a charismatic guy. He seems to be an interesting person. He has that doc that doc series where, or it's like a reality show where he does like goes into nature, puts himself like almost like Bear Grylls out there. But it's it's just does he care enough about acting itself? It just it just seems like. He's just going through the motions. He'll do a part every now and then, but he's not going to be that dude that we thought he was going to be back when he was a teen heartthrob in 2006. Neighbors was his chance like afterwards to do something, but it fell flat. Hmm. Neighbors came out in 2014. Oh, God. That's so long ago. That's so no, long. That's I'm not saying it's a ago. bad pick. I guess I this is what, I'm just, I guess I'm still holding on hope here. Um, How old is he now? How old is he now? If I oh, had to guess, I would I would say 37. Wow, that that would that would be that would be sad. He's 34, so there's still hope. Okay. He's 34. Okay, but I just this wasn't a good, good one. Fire starter. Like like that that's got to. It's like he hasn't been in a movie in a long time. He's coming off this like nature series that he does and then he does this movie uh, like the one of the most trash stephen king interpretations ever put to film like this, this guy's got it done he's got it done <sighs> crap okay <laughs> all, right. all right that's my fifth rounder let's go on to your mr irrelevant or mrs irrelevant let's see what ricky flex has in store i don't know who to pick i have so many on the board and i honestly don't know I kind of want to be controversial. Um, oh boy! But because like I want to pick someone that's like I honestly don't know where they've been for ten plus years. But I feel like that they they hit the peak, so like I feel like that doesn't count. If it's I'm like torn. a huge name, I'll be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll ask you after. I won't pick it. Or you can say it now, and if you really want it, and then see what happens, up to you. Okay, I'm debating here. I did have Vanessa Hutchins on my board, but that wasn't who I was going to pick here. Um, I'm picking between John Heater. Wow, not bad. John Eater. I'm picking between him, Rain Wilson. No, like I'm just telling. I'm just. This is me for advice. Do not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> West. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and then my finally my boy Charlie Hunnam. He starred in Sons, so I'm gonna go. Hunnam's Hunnam is too early. 
Yeah, he's like gentleman. Like he's come out on the on the comeback tour. I'll, I'll go John here, and again, you could debate this, but yes, he is Napoleon Dynamite. He has a character that he's known for, and that was like in 05. He did Bench Warmers, School, School for Scoundrels, Scoundrels, Blades of Glory, Surfs Up, all within three years, and since 07. I cannot name a single thing he's done. I'll There's literally what. nothing. And this guy should have been like your staple. He started next to Will Ferrell. He should have been doing like comedies for another 10 years, being the star. And guess what? He did nothing. He died with the mid-2000s comedy. He died with died. the mid-2000s comedy. The mid-2000s comedy, like they ceased to exist. He never really branched out and tried something different. His best chance at survival was to hitch a ride to App- an Apatow movie. He never did that. He was a huge star, so- somewhat huge star, in the mid-2000s, Napoleon Dynamite, absolutely iconic character. But, like, people don't know John Keeter played Napoleon Dynamite. They know Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Yeah, like, you know Napoleon Dynamite, but, like, if you said, like, even if you said to a kid now today, like, even, like, a 15-year-old, there's a chance they don't know Napoleon Dynamite, but there's, like, there's, there's, there's I, I would say, like, I don't know what the percentage is, but like some kids just don't watch movies anymore. Like movies aren't just yeah. like aren't as cool anymore. But like for a kid who's seen like a decent amount of movies, they know the name of Napoleon Dynamite, but they have no idea who John Heater is. And that that I think that's a good that's a, that's like a, a a positive of your pick here. It's just he is that recognizable of a character, okay? But he's not even like associated with the character. It's crazy, and like he did the wacky comedies rather than like going with the Apatows, and that I think cost him his career. I, so you mentioned Apatow, and it's funny because like when I was thinking about like all these names, when I thought of John Heater, I thought like oh, like he could have been like a Jason Siegel type, like I, like I know Jason Siegel is going through a tough one right now, a little bit still relevant, but. Like he could have been kind of like that, maybe like a star of a how like how I met your mother. I don't know. He could, but he did nothing. John Heater did nothing. It's like I don't know. I just think that it's kind of sad that he was in. He's one of the most iconic comedic characters of all time. And then since then, like instead of becoming, I don't know, getting a Netflix deal or something like that. I don't know. He's done nothing. Yeah. So I, I, I this is a good pick. This is a, this is a good pick just because I was looking forward to this draft just to hear that type of name. That's why I wanted to do this draft, just to hear a name like John Heater. I, I didn't think of him uh, to put on my board, but like that was where it's like I'm trying to go off the map, trying to think of something that you can't find with a Google search. You know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's just like you have to like say like who was big when I was a kid and where the hell did they go? And John Heater was huge when we were in elementary school and then just fell off the face of the earth, 100%. Um, yeah, School for Scoundrels. Oh, my God. I saw that in theaters. Mr. Woodcock. Mr. Woodcock, I got was that know, whoa? Was quick story. I thought that That's was Sean it. William Scott. Oh, you're right. It wasn't. Oh, you're right. I just confused. That's also a potential pick. <laughs> Sean William Scott. That was a good oh. pick. All right, let's go on to some honorable mentions. I'm going to list. I'm going to list both uh, my picks and Ricky Flix's. Uh, Doctor Rowe has Lindsay Lohan, Emil Hirsch, Henry Thomas, Zach, uh, Kate Kate Hudson, and Zach Efron. Ricky Flix has Haley Joel Osment, Taylor Kish. Taylor Lautner, Army Hammer, and John Heater for the unfulfilled potential draft of actors. Uh, Sean William Scott is a great one. 
God dang it, Ricky. That was good. Like the fact that we just thought like that came out of your mouth. I was like, that should have been Mr. Irrelevant or could have been like a third rounder. Like deserved Stifler. to He had it. He had it. And then road trip. Like he he had it going road on. Trip. Those 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 early 2000s comedies, late 90s. Mm. Um, it was something me and Ricky Flicks agreed at. Uh, I want to just throw two names out here because these are the two names of Oscar winners that I would have had on the unfulfilled, like unfulfilled potential draft, but we ruled out any Oscar winners. One being Adrian Brody, who won for The Pianist. Amazing performance. But the other one, can you guess the other one, Ricky Flex, that I have unfulfilled potential? Oh, I have one too. Casey Affleck. Ooh, I didn't. So that's a little different. That's I know. a little different. Sexual so, assault. He hasn't um, done anything since well, his Oscar win. Not, not just like him, like, but partially getting canceled. I just think like, he wasn't on track to have he he won his Oscar like when he was 40, like 40 plus. Like I think it was a long shot. If you look at him at Goodwill Hunting, and you look at him, and even you want to go to 2007 Gone by the Wind, I think it was a long shot that he was going to win an Oscar at some point in his career. I didn't think gone that was a possibility. Um, oh, what did I say? Gone, gone with the wind. wind. Oh, gone you, know what I, you know what I mean. I, I don't know, man. I feel like his path kind of is a normal path. No like way. He, now with his normal. brother, he, like, he's no. a very he's a very minor character in great movies. Starts to get supporting roles, gets a major one, right? See him at Ocean's Eleven. You weren't like this guy's gonna win an Oscar. Well, no, but Scott no, Collins. but that's like a, that's like a beginning role, though, right? That's where you start a big movie. That's a very minor role. But that, but the series goes from like two thousand one, then like the sequel, right? But you have what, to four, then the third one's like thirteen. And right, like, but like he was in big movies, but he had to keep playing that character because he's in a franchise. I honestly like can't really think of any other than Gone Baby Gone, not Gone with the Wind, Gone Baby Gone, Manchester by the Sea, Goodwill Hunting. Like, what is another one other than the Oceans franchise that he is in that deserves like, whoa, watch out for this guy? You know what I mean? I don't, I, I can't think of that on top of my head. If you're looking up the IMDb, he's like, 46. Oh man, he's. He's like he's almost fifty. You know? Assassination of Jesse James. He okay, played yeah, alongside Brad Pitt. Oh seven. Um. Oh right, he's gonna be an Oppenheimer. He's back. Uh, yeah. We, I um, was in the checkup like last week. Right, and then in a stellar, obviously, but very small role there. Um. No, but you're right. I guess you're right. I, yeah, also, America. I will tell you who I was thinking about is Brie Larson. Unfulfilled mm, potential. I, I think, superhero I think though that could be yes but like one of the most trash superhero movies that like somehow has i guess some positive like some positive critical reception if you know what i mean like you see the like, 79 percent of rotten tomatoes but like if you ask anyone like what are your if you're gonna tier like the marvel movies that's like constantly in the bottom two tiers yeah, right, of marvel of movies but like i feel like it's unwarranted she got that part in the first place she did room but other than captain marvel and room like i guess 21 jump street is like successful for her i i don't know i just had that as like in my back pocket but i would never have played it uh mm -hmm. speaking of go will hunting i had mini driver on here Almost picked for me as well um i have uh west bentley I West, I also was thinking about him in my last pick, but Wes Bentley. For those who don't know, like American Beauty, he is like the weird wacko son of Chris Cooper in that movie, and uh, I would have thought like a character who, an actor who went that 
dark for a teenage type of character. He would go on to do some great things. He had been rumored for many great parts before. Uh, he's worked with Christopher Nolan for Interstellar. He was he had a chance. Like he played the villain in Ghost Rider, right opposite Nicolas Cage. Um, that people were like, okay, maybe he's onto something here, but it never panned out for him. Like I felt like after American Beauty, like that was such a like a a critical smash that like he was going to be like a breakout star stemming from that movie it just never happened no right and like exactly like the type of role that was the young age you just think oh my god that's a future star in Hollywood. like a future great actor right he doesn't have necessarily the movie star good looks like obviously they make fun of him for being a pale kid in the movie right but like it's like you think oh my god this kid just absolutely murdered the best picture of 1999 like holy crap next to kevin like the big ks um but hey i'm happy he's found his way a little bit he had addiction issues i guess i also oh, wanted wow. to say mm -hmm. um so but he's back he's next to kevin costner and yellowstone I mean, he, he's great in yellowstone yeah it's just kind of like we didn't think he'd be a tv series guy we thought he would be you know everyone thought he'd be like oscar nominated type of guy um no but definitely someone i was fiddling with there um i think some another similar one is ed furlong Edward Furlong. Yeah, I'm not Terminator Two, American History X. The kid. He's better in American History X than he is in Terminator Two. He's annoying in Terminator, Terminator Two. Terminator Two. People are like, this guy's gonna be the next big thing. Like, I rewatched that movie. I know the I hair floppy like a Leo. I wasn't type. born like we weren't born when that movie came out. When I watch it back, I'm like, this kid's just a little shit. Like, I hate this kid with a passion. And then American History X, you also hate him, but like, like in a different way like you have like it's, it's just a deeper role for him he's more mature and uh just taking the movie way more seriously than he did terminator 2 terminator 2 is just like get out of my face just like give me arnold put him right next to him and then we're good you know him right. on his own is not tolerable mm -hmm. um, uh, i want to say also i threw out it like um if you have army hammer in here i think it's appropriate it, like this guy's not canceled and he has a big year ahead of him he's a big movie next week Miles Teller is someone that you could have easily put on this list, but it, you you can't do it before Top Gun comes out. You can't so, because this is his chance right now. Because if you looked at Whiplash, look what he's done afterwards. He got a superhero movie, bombed. He did. He starred alongside. We talked about Zac Efron and Michael B. Jordan, and for that awkward moment, bombed. Right? He said the offer. It's not looking good. It's not necessarily a bomb, but it does not. It's not. It's not doing. It's not performing very well. Uh, through the halfway through its first season or its only season. I don't know what's going to be. If it's a mini series mm -hmm. or not, I assume. Uh, but I just feel like Miles Teller after Whiplash, people are like, damn, J.K. Simmons got the Oscar, but who is the future right now? Probably Miles Teller. I wrote down three names right when we confirmed that we were doing this draft. And I wrote him down third, immediately crossed him off because I think that was ineligible because this Surely. is his make or break year that we literally talked about on the pod or uh, last, last pod. I wrote down two other names, but I also crossed them off. One, I wish I didn't, but saying like, oh my God, like they also have big years coming. Like they're still too young. One's Alden Ehrenreich. Ooh, yeah. Hail Caesar, unbelievable. Everyone's like, oh my so God, he's going to be bro. like insane. Then they cast him as Han Solo. Obviously, we all know what happened there, but he's, he, and then he's doing crappy television shows. Like went downhill after Han Solo. Now he's gonna be an Oppenheimer. What it was so simple. What it was so simple. That's the best scene of that. Next to Ralph Fiennes. Um, 
but yeah, so that was a, that was literally the, the first name I wrote down. But he could still make a comeback. The other name, Oppenheimer, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, I, I, that also crossed my mind. But it's also like he kind of did early. hit it. But he kind of did hit it. He's with just in what? a wall. He's in a funk. What do you mean with what? Inception, no, I, Dark Knight Rises. Not his movie. Not his movie. The, you, what? You really, the walk? Like he? Like he, He's better than good. The Snowden movie. Like like yeah, like, but he, like, I didn't he, like Snowden. Yes, but like well, some people did, and like Oliver Stone, you're a lead in an Oliver Stone movie. Like that's a big deal, and like Snowden's like that. That the whole Edward the story of Snowden is so up Oliver Stone's alley. Like was, that's a big deal. He got that role, right? And I, I didn't pick it, but Looper, Premium just, Rush. I know, I know, I didn't. That's pick a lot him, of movies. I just but I'm just telling you. I think all those are, are they're, they're decent movies. Some Looper of them are cool. is not just a decent That's a, movie. But like Bruce Willis is like <laughs> Hey Bruce Willis is better than Joseph Gordon Levitt in that movie. Yes, I'm just saying not I'm just saying you 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 definitely thought he was going to be better than what he is right now. It's JGL. He's in a he's in a, he's in a funk. He's in a lull. I love 50-50. That's my favorite JGL. 50-50 is also a great one. 500 Days of Summer. I'm Dude, just literally, saying. just listed, like literally 15 amazing. Not ma- amazing, but like, but, like, like if we look at our list, Emil Hirsch would kill to have the career of JGL. I know. Lord, Henry Thomas, Kate Hudson, I'm just Zach telling Elfram, you. All I, these people would first kill three names JGL. I wrote down was Alden Ehrenreich, JGL, and Miles performances on. Uh, the oh, what's it called? The Jimmy karaoke battles. We cannot Jimmy forget Fallon the karaoke show. battles yeah. on Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Those those that those performances are better There's than anyone else. Uh, super best. No, I'm just saying the first three names I wrote down. Those are the first three names I told you they weren't eligible, but like those are the first three I thought of saying not living up to potential. He's in a lull. He's in a lull. He took he took a break. Big Twitter guy okay, by the okay, way. Good okay. good Twitter follow if you're a cinephile. Uh, all right. That's it. That's oh. it. That's it. Oh, wait, Hold on. Another one? Let me just go through a, a bunch. No comments. I have one more. Like, okay. I don't know if this is a, she's a foreign actress, but Melanie Laurent, I think it's how you pronounce her name from Inglorious Bastards. I don't know if she's in other movies. I think the bl- she is. The blonde? Yes. Uh, the female lead. So I feel like, I don't know if she's. I think I have a feeling like she's a foreign actress. I, I'm just not aware of who she is, so I might sound dumb mm-hmm. saying this. But the fact I haven't seen her in any American movies following *Inglorious Bastards*, and I'm like, where the hell is this person? Like, uh, she was incredible in that movie. But continue. You have a slew you want to run through. Okay, slew here. Bear with me. All right, Aaron Paul, Josh sure. Hartnett, Barry Pepper from *Saving Private Ryan*. The Hartnett sniper. is good. I like Hartnett. Hartnett, like her locker. Like holy crap, Pearl Harbor, um, Ashton Kutcher. That's a debate. Oh, yeah, he had his shot. Jobs, jobs. That's all I gotta say. Jobs. We came out like three months after he died. I'm like, how did they shoot this so fast? <laughs> but Ashton Kutcher. Um, crap. I lost. My, I lost. My, oh, and last one, T.J. Miller. He could have been the next Seth Rogen. I'm telling you. Obviously, issues. She's out of my league. One of the best supporting performances Deadpool. by a comedic actor. Some time. Deadpool, Deadpool 2, like his Ryan Reynolds sidekick, Silicon Valley. Like he was on that trajectory to be like, holy crap, what a creative, like comedic genius. And it's you, gone. You take a look at that guy, you're like, that guy's getting canceled. Yeah, the tough one there. Okay, that's it. All right. Good draft. All right. The unfulfilled potential draft. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 104 of The Drive In. Uh, we might do 
a checkup later this week, depending on the news that drops uh, between now and Thursday night. Uh, if we find some good stuff, some juicy stuff, maybe a trailer drops or two, we'll hit you with a checkup. If not, you can expect one next Tuesday. And next Tuesday, we have Top Gun Week. More specifically, Tom Cruise Week. We yes. have a throwback review of Top Gun. We have the Tom Cruise Rolls Draft, okay? And then we will have uh, the week after, right? We're going to have a review of Top Gun Maverick. All right. A huge, huge moment for the podcast. And uh, Ricky Flicks, we may even, depending on when we see this movie, maybe we drop an instant reaction, right? Quick little, uh, quick little snippet like we did uh, after we saw the Batman. Wow. That's, that's high praise for Top Gun Maverick. A lot of hype. I, I'm very excited for this movie. I know you are too, but I, I, I think it's worthy of it. Just like a nice 20 minutes. Okay. What were your thoughts? Boom, boom, boom. Spoiler free. Then we do a deep dive when we come back on Tuesday. Love it. All right. Uh, make sure you are following us on our social media at the drive-in pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube, We're putting out clips um, a lot more frequently now. So make sure you're tuned in there. Okay. I'm going put up clips from previous episodes. So if you're not all caught up, make sure to tune into the uh, YouTube, subscribe, and make sure you are following us wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, soundcloud stitcher wherever make sure you hit the follow button okay throw us a like hit us a, a repost on soundcloud whatever it takes all right with that being said this is dr Rowe and ricky flex signing off until next time we will smell you